So they invest their own money in the deal. They brought on investors and they're signing on the loan. So if they perform poorly, not only would they lose the money they had invested in the deal, but now their personal assets might be at stake as well. Isn't it just the best when a software comes out that makes your life easier, makes you more money, and by the way, it's free? Well, welcome to Stessa, today's best ever sponsor. Stessa is a smarter income and expense tracking software for property owners. It allows you to track, manage, and communicate the performance of your real estate assets. So basically, it helps you make more money by looking at your properties in one dashboard. It's a beautiful dashboard, by the way. And it shows you the KPIs, the key performance indicators that you care about. What's the value? How much cash flow are you getting? What's the debt that you have on the properties? What are you bringing in monthly? What are you bringing in annually? And it allows you to have a quick snapshot, not only of your properties, but also come tax time, it's a breeze because you can scan receipts and invoices directly from the phone app and Stessa will automatically read and categorize them for you. No more data entry. It's been talked about in Forbes, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and all it takes is just a few minutes to add your properties, link the accounts, and everything updates in real time. Without Stessa, I was looking at my portfolio on an infrequent basis. I'm talking about my single-family home portfolio. I got three single-family homes, and I didn't realize that I had trapped equity. But if I was looking at it from a dashboard that Stessa has, then I would have realized that, hey, I got a portfolio value of X and I've got debt on it of Y. Holy cow, look at all this trapped equity. I'm missing out. And with Stessa, that won't happen. So go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. And it's free. It's free. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. There needed to be a resource on apartment syndication that not only talked about each aspect of the syndication process, but how to actually do each of the things and go into it in detail. And we thought, hey, why not make it free too? That's why we launched Syndication School and Theo Hicks will go through a particular aspect of apartment syndication on today's episode and get into the details of how to do that particular thing. Enjoy this episode. And for more on apartment syndication and how to do things, go to apartmentsyndication.com or to learn more about the apartment syndication school, go to syndicationschool.com so you can listen to all the previous episodes. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the Syndication School series, a free resource focused on the how-tos of apartment syndications. As always, I'm your host, Theo Hicks. Each week, we air a podcast series about a specific aspect of the apartment syndication investment strategy. And for the majority of these series, we offer a document or spreadsheet or some sort of resource for you to download for free. All of these free documents, as well as free past syndication school series episodes can be found at syndicationschool.com. This episode is part six of an eight-part series entitled How to Raise Capital from Passive Investors. We've done five parts already, so I highly recommend listening to those first before jumping into this episode because there's a lot of information in those episodes that we will build upon in this episode. So listen to part one and you will 
go through an exercise to determine your current mindset towards raising capital, which likely includes a little bit of anxiety. And because of that, you will also learn how to overcome any fears, anxiety, or limiting beliefs you have about raising money. And then you're going to learn why someone will invest with you. And the primary reason people invest is not because of money or because of your team or because of the market, but because of trusting you. So it's all about trust. Then in part two, listen to that and you will learn the differences between a joint venture and a syndication, as well as the differences between the two main apartment syndication offerings, which are the 506B and the 506C. Of course, when choosing between a JV or syndication and a 506C and a 506B, make sure you talk to an attorney because I'm not one. Moving on to part three, listen to that episode and you will learn the first three ways to find people to invest in your apartment syndications. And then in part four, we discuss nine more ways to find passive investors. So for a total of 12 strategies. And with those episodes comes the free document, which is the money raising tracker for you to track your progress of the people you're finding to invest in their deals. And then yesterday in part five, we discussed the next steps after finding passive investors. So once you find these people, what do you do? Well, you set up an introductory call with them and then you actually execute on the introductory call. In this episode, part six is going to be a little bit shorter because we are going to essentially set up for next week's series where we will go through a list of 49 frequently asked questions that you need to be prepared to answer from your investors. But in this episode, we're going to talk about how to overcome investor objections. So you are out there implementing one or all or a combination of the 12 ways to find passive investors and someone fills out your lead capture form and you reach out to them and they agree to a phone call. You hop on the phone call, you learn about their background, you learn about their investment goals and then you sign off, you build a relationship back and forth them for a little bit and then you finally get a deal and you send the deal to them And you go through the process of presenting the new deal, which we'll go over in future episodes. And then you follow up with this person and say, hey, are you interested in investing in this deal? If so, how much? And they reply and say, no, I don't want to invest. And you don't know why. You ask why and you figure out it's because of your inexperience. So the biggest challenge, as I said, when you are starting off as a money raiser and as a syndicator in general is going to be your lack of credibility. So... As I mentioned, as I went into extreme detail on in a previous syndication school episode, in order to become a syndicator, you need to have past business experience or past real estate experience and ideally both. And I went into extreme detail on what those two mean. But even if you do, you're still going to face objections. So let's say you just have a strong business background. Well, when you get to that point with Billy and you are following up to have them invest and they say no, you ask them why. They might say, well, I know you have prior success working for a large corporation and you're responsible for $20 million in sales, but that still doesn't make me feel any more comfortable about giving you my money to invest in real estate because you've never done it before. Or if you do have a background in real estate, but it's not an apartment syndication or an apartment, they can say, well, Theo, it's amazing that you own 13 rental units in Cincinnati, but you've never done anything over four units. And I do not want to be the test subject, so I'm sorry. If you do a few deals, and I will come back. So those are just examples. They could say any combination of words, but what they're trying to tell you is that 
I don't trust you enough yet because of your background. So what do you do in this situation? Do you just give up and move on? Well, of course not. And we're going to tell you what you actually do. And what you need to do is you need to have alignment of interests. You need to have alignment of interests. And what this means is that the investor's interests are to preserve and make money. So they want to know that if they lose money, then you lose money too. Or other people involved in the deal lose money. And if that's the case, then they feel that you are more likely to perform efficiently so that you don't lose money, which in turn means that they don't lose money. So that's essentially what alignment of interest means. Now, on your first deal, you're probably going to need a lot of alignment of interests, which means you might have to give up a large portion of the general partnership. And as the saying goes, a percentage of something is better than 100% of nothing. So do not be afraid to give up the majority of your stake in the deal in order just to get a deal done because once you've got that momentum, eventually you'll get to the point where you might not be able to do it all yourself, but it'll only be a few of you on the general partnership, which means more money for you. So the alignment of interests, we rank them from the least alignment of interest to the most alignment of interest. So there's going to be five tiers. So your first deal, maybe you need to be in, in tier five or four, whereas eventually you can be on tier one or maybe not have any alignment of interest at all because of your past performance. So tier one is going to be you bringing a qualified person on to partake in the project. So this is when you hire a credible, experienced property management company following the strategies outlined in the previous syndication school series. Same for a mentor or consultant. Same for a real estate broker. So this is just you bringing on someone who's got experience doing what you're trying to do. The reason why there is an alignment of interest is because your past investors know that at the very least, the people managing the deal have done it before. But the reason why it's tier one is because they're just there and their skin in the game is limited to really their effort. But if the deal does well or bad, it doesn't necessarily impact them that much because they don't have any financial skin in the game. Sure, it might hurt their reputation if their property management company is known for failing on a project, but they're not going to actually lose money. So tier number two is to provide this qualified team member with equity in the deal or some sort of stake in the deal. So there's a little bit more alignment of interest because now there is skin in the game because if they perform well, they can make money. But if they perform poorly, they're not necessarily losing any of their own money. They're losing money they could have earned, but they're not losing their own money. So an example of this tier would be, number one, would just be give them 5% of the GP. But a better example would be to go to your property management company and negotiate a reduced property management fee. So let's say... They are wanting to charge you 5%. I'd go to them and say, hey, how about you charge me 2.5%? And I plan on holding on the property for five years. So obviously, five times 2.5% is going to be 12.5%. So I will pay you 25%. So two times what you lost on your property management fee during those five years at the sale of the property. So you'll get paid less ongoing, but then you'll be rewarded with a big bonus at the end of the property. So this way they have a stake in the deal, but you're also getting a benefit of having that reduced ongoing management fee. But again, they don't have their own money in the deal. So they perform well, they get paid, they perform poorly, they don't get paid. 
but they're not actually losing money. So that's why it's tier number two. Tier number three is if this qualified member actually invests in the deal. So the property management company invests in the deal, or the property manager themselves invests in the deal. If the real estate brokerage is invest in the deal, or if the real estate brokerage invests their commission into the deal, or if you've got a mentor who is invested in the deal. Someone who is qualified and will be helping you with the project and also actually now has skin in the game. So if they perform well, they make money. If they perform poorly, not only do they not make money, but they lose money. So that's tier three, alignment of interest. Tier four is even better because not only is the qualified team member bringing their own capital into the deal, but they are bringing on their own investors. So not only is their skin fully in the game, but they have brought other people's skin fully in the game. So if they perform well, they make money and their friends make money or whoever they brought into the deal. But if they perform poorly, not only do they lose money, but the other party also loses money, which makes them more likely to obviously treat the deal as if it's their own and the passive investor will perceive it that way. And then tier five is going to be if you can get one of these team members to actually sign on the loan. So they invest their own money in the deal, they brought on investors, and they're signing on the loan. So if they perform poorly, not only would they lose the money they had invested in the deal, but now their personal assets might be at stake as well. So the highest level of alignment of interest would be for a qualified team member to invest in the deal, to bring on their own investors, and to sign on the loan. So if you tell your passive investor that you've got a team member who's doing those things, when they say, well, I don't trust you because of your experience, we'll say, well, I've got a property management company who has been managing properties in this area for 25 years, and they are themselves investing in the deal. They brought on investors, and they're also signing on the loan. Plus, the real estate broker is investing their commission in the deal. Plus, I've got a mentor or consultant who is also going to be signing on the loan. So I understand your hesitation to invest because of my experience, but I have stellar team members who will be helping me manage the deal. Plus, they have financial skin in the game, which makes it even more likely for them to perform properly. So that's a powerful response to an objection. Now, not all of these team members result in the same level of alignment of interest. So let's take, for example, tier number three, when a qualified team member invests in the deal. You're going to get more alignment of interest if it's the property management company. I guess the highest level of alignment of interest if it's a property management company because they have an ongoing role in the project. The level below that would be a local owner or a mentor or consultant. So they're going to have an ongoing role, but not as much as the property management company. And then the lowest would be if your real estate broker invests in the deal or invested their commission. Because all three of these parties are investing their own money in the deal, but the real estate broker really doesn't have any involvement in the ongoing business plan until the sale. So that's why they result in the least level. But regardless, having a real estate broker invest in a deal is going to be better than having a property management company just be on the team. So the tier system, tier one through five, an increasing level of alignment of interest. But within the tiers, the increasing level of alignment of interest is the real estate broker is at the lowest. The local owner, the mentor, the consultant is the middle. And the highest would be the property management company. Now, another way to overcome these objections, and the best way is going to be the alignment of interest, but another way, it would be to hire a mentor. And for the mentor, the mentor is going to need to be an active apartment indicator who is still active and has previous success. That will help you because you will be able to leverage their success in order to overcome this objection. So 
you can tell your passive investor who is objecting to your lack of experience by saying that I have a mentor who, using Joe's example, has over $450 in apartment syndication under control. He has a consulting program that I'm in where he offers the system that he used so that I can replicate his success. I am able to email him or call him, not necessarily 24 hours a day, seven days a week, but anytime during the day, and he'll get back to me within 24 hours. And he is also going to be signing on the loan, or he is also going to be an advisor for me to lean on whenever I have any issues that come up. Plus, he is allowing me to use his credibility to qualify for financing. So not as great as having them actually invest in the deal or have skin in the game, but if it's between a first-time investor who's doing it by themselves and an investor who actually has a mentor who is a successful syndicator, you're going to go with the latter person over the former person. So it's not the best way to overcome this objection, but it's something that can definitely help and push you in the right direction. And lastly, you've got your brand. So you've got your thought leadership platform and your online presence. And the reason why this is going to help is because that's going to help you with your credibility. So if you've got a first-time investor, let's say I'm a passive investor and I am talking to two first-time investors and I've got this concern that they don't have any experience with apartment syndication, so why would I give them my money? And I do a quick Google search and the first person, you know, Theo, all I see is a Facebook page and a LinkedIn profile that hasn't been updated since 2015. And then I Google Joe and I see that Joe has a really nice website He has a podcast that I can actually listen to and hear him talk. He's got a yearly conference that he does and other things that I find online about this person. Who am I more likely to invest with? Obviously, I'm not investing with Theo, I'm investing with Joe. Because just by Googling him and seeing his online presence gives Joe an extra level of credibility compared to Theo, who doesn't have that brand, doesn't have that online presence. So again, this is not going to be as great as having a qualified team member sign the loan, but... It is something that is still going to set you apart from other first-time investors, and that might be the difference between you getting an investor and not getting an investor. Maybe they're willing to take a chance on you because of the effort they've seen you put forth in order to create such a large online presence. So those are really the three main ways to overcome that lack of experience objection, and that is the alignment of interests having a mentor, and then focusing on that online presence through the brand and the thought leadership platform. Now, I wanted to get into the list of the common questions that investors are going to ask you on these either intro calls or essentially before you have a deal, but I'm going to stop here for now, and then next week the podcasts will be about those questions. So until then, I recommend listening to parts one through five of the series, How to Raise Capital from Passive Investors. Check out the other Apartment Education School series, as well as download your free money-raising document and the other free documents we have for previous series. All those can be found at syndicationschool.com. Thank you for listening, and I will talk to you next week. Finally, there's a simple way to track rental performance. Stessa, our best ever sponsor, lets real estate investors track, manage, and communicate the performance of our real estate portfolios for free. Go to stessa.com forward slash best ever. You'll always know how your properties are performing with this dashboard. It's a beautiful looking dashboard, and it will help you save time with smarter income and expense tracking You don't have to do any more data entry. Just upload the stuff directly from your phone. It tracks it in real time. 
get organized for tax time with tax-ready financials so you can download them instantly. This thing was built by investors for real estate investors. It's been featured in all the publications you can think of. To get set up with your free account, just add your properties, link your accounts, and everything else updates in real time. Stessa.com forward slash best ever. S-T-E-S-S-A dot com forward slash best ever to get started. Ever wonder how the top in real estate got there? The Invest This podcast hosted by real estate investor Scott Bauer interviews the top names in the industry, giving you the tips and tricks that help you catapult your real estate business to success. Find them at investthispodcast.com.